volume and we'll be good. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6. All right, so we've been talking about a, a, a line in the sand. And uh, we, we, uh, we have a, a Bible school uh, that we do on Saturdays at 7. And, you know, we've gone through how to interpret scriptures. We had a great time walking through that. And now we're going through spiritual authority. Um, and, you know, sometimes you, you, when you hear about stuff, you can kind of, huh, I know about that. Actually, we have uh, one of our senior people here at the church. They came in their first day. Ah, psh, spiritual authority, I've done that. I'm picking with him right now. So he laughs. I ain't say no names. He's your attention to himself. So you're talking to Trina, right? And Trina's response was, I guess that's why you at the class, because you made that statement. <laughs> right? Uh, but, uh, you know, we've been really, really uh, going, uh, uh, having a good time, taking our time, just taking our time, you know, because we give a, a, a time to ask, uh, to ask questions. Actually, after the service that we had after Fast Week, you know, the spirit was moving and the spirits moved and people falling out. Well, we took time to do a Q&A. You know, just to, hey, what did you see? And, and what do you want to know? And how does that flow? Just so everybody have an understanding. But yesterday, um, when you start talking about authority, you can't talk about authority without talking about rebellion. And so the interesting thing is uh, we, were t we were just going through you know, just the, the experience of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, you know, here they were released, but the thing that challenged them the most was rebellion. So the first level was the leaders, Miriam and Aaron. They tripped, you know. Uh, they, who you think you are? Well, we wear pants just like you. We hear from God just like you. We go through those things too. And Miriam got leprosy on her. She got leprosy on her because she didn't realize God has set apart this man of God to lead them. God didn't say they didn't have a relationship with God, but this was a person that was going to sacrifice some of the things they were going to enjoy to make sure he heard clearly to confirm what he was already communicating to them. But she, they came against him, so she got, the, she got leprosy. All right, then the next stage was there was 150 people that decided, man, you know, Moses is up getting the, getting the breakdown. And they're like, man, Moses is tripping, man. We need to build a calf, this, that, and the other. So Moses comes down. And Moses says, okay, tell you what. He drew a line in the sand. He said, those that be with God, come over here and hang out with me. Those that, don't, that, that are rolling with Dathan and, and coring them, y'all go over there. And so, so he, he, Moses was so meek, he gave them an opportunity to repent. You know, he was, he was upset with what they did. He could have just said, yeah, burn them. No, 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 he gave them a choice. So some of the people was like, I wasn't really all that serious about what they was talking about anyway. He ran over there with Moses. Well, the people that stayed with Dathan and them, the ground opened up. Hell opened up. And they went down to hell. Now, now, then you had another level where, so that was, so the first level was the leaders. The second level is, the first level is the, is the, the, the delegated authority. The second level was the leaders. The third level was the congregation. So 14,000 folks started to murmur and complain, 14,000, I think 600, and they never made it to the promised land. They died in the wilderness, right? Now, the interesting thing is 10 times God had, had we talked about this yesterday, 10 times God showed up with miracles. 10 times they tempted him and didn't believe him. Not one time did God's wrath show up. 
You know what showed up? Forgiveness. He forgave them for not believing. But when they rebelled against authority, God showed up. That's how, we, that, that's why, there's a line in the sand. You don't want to be hanging out. See, remember he drew a line in the sand and he said, okay, choose who you want to hang out with. Remember Joshua said, choose ye this day whom you going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So the thing is, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, Pastor Mel, somebody else just mentioned about who you're attached to. Who said that? Oh, you just, <laughs> a lot going on around here. Just watch who you're attached to, right? So the interesting thing is, like, you could be around rebellion. Think about it. When the ground opened up, it just didn't get the leaders, Dathan and them. It got everybody with them. So we could be around rebellion under the guise, like she said, under the re religiosity of, you know, it don't take all that, this, that, and the other. Because, you know, we have swag when we rebel. Because you ain't going to just normal rebel. You got to have a level of, con you got to convince yourself it's the right thing to do. And how many things we told ourselves the right thing to do, but we're carrying around the depression and the weight of it. Right? So, so we really got to choose and, and, and draw a line in the sand. We can't be, just be hanging out with craziness, right? And that's, that, that's why there was a line in the sand drawn. We were supposed to learn from them, not live like them, right? All right, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 6. I told you that already, didn't I? Uh, let's, let's go to uh, 9 and 10. And, and, and again, as we've been talking about this, we've been talking about drawing a line in the sand. Just so everybody has a full understanding of of, of, of God's angles, because, uh, again, you know, she didn't know I was talking about this today when Belita came up, but she was talking about how sometimes you could be in religion. Now, religion is uh, from the Greek word religio. It means fence. It keeps people out. Just like, you know, if you got a bunch of ketchup and you start putting labels on the ketchup, you put labels on it for separation. Not for togetherness. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're, we hunts. Well, we hunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, yeah, we, 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 we determined. Now, we're not with y'all. No, 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 no. We're not with y'all. We got real tomatoes. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, so, so when you start to, to come up with all these denominations and um, religion, that, that religion is not relationship. Relationship is us coming together. Religion is a divide. Oh, no, you ain't with us. Do you wear what we wear? Do you dress like we dress? Is that lipstick? Oh, no, you can't roll with us. You got pants on? Phew, not here. Right? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, that, that's, relationship is different. But the other thing about religion is religion weaves in the world but don't tell you. So they're talking, they're, they're exactly like the world, but they have a religious communication. So it's almost like wearing religious clothes, but you live in foul. Y'all know what I mean when I say that, right? Okay, good. I don't have to explain. All right, so, so, so when you draw a line in the sand, now are we going to be, we, are we going to do it God's way or not? And everybody still has a choice. It doesn't take away nobody's choice. Me having this conversation doesn't take away your choice. Me talking about uh, sound effects. Everybody still made choices, right? Some of y'all still went back and started listening to that music, didn't you? 
Show of hands. Don't, don't raise your hand. I'm just playing. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> right. Some people's going to raise their hand because, like, that's right. And see, but the that's right doesn't affect the man of God. It affects you. The man of God is the, not only the messenger, but is the person that set itself apart. I don't need to do none of that stuff. I've, I've committed to set myself apart from some of that stuff. Right? And so, so, so it doesn't punish me. Right? The th- Miriam didn't punish Moses. She got the leprosy. Dathan and them didn't punish Moses. They went down to Hades. Show opened up for them. You understand what I'm saying? We, 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 you, you have a posture with your parents. Why well, ain't doing it then? You ain't hurting your parents. Because the information they're giving you is not to their benefit. That's the thing about parents. It's all for you. It's also you don't be as stupid as they were. Whether you believe it or not, I'm not talking about the parents are still stupid. Don't get mad. There's some parents still stupid out there in TV land. You're getting all, all messed up. You just called yourself stupid the other day. Now I can't say it. Right, so, so what I'm saying is, but people that, are, are, that care, you can't get a parent upset if they don't care. Go on with your bad self. I don't, care. I don't really care what you're doing. Be a fool. Right? So what I'm saying is, like, even as a man of God, I get on my face, I research and study, not for me, because I got to learn, but for y'all. Ain't nobody giving me no kickbacks in here, are they? Y'all know what I mean by kickbacks, right? Like, I'm not getting no bonus, am I? Ibsen, you hooking me up on the side, like, you know, Back door giving me something? Yeah, this is like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying to get mine. But you understand what I'm saying? So this got to be to your benefit. All right? We, like, like, I want you happy. If you've been around here, we want everybody happy, don't we, baby? She just talked about all the kids she got now, you know. Uh, <laughs> y'all should have heard that message this morning. Go back and listen to it. All right. All right, so starting at verse 9. It says, uh, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is the New Testament passage, 1 Corinthians, right? So, so remember we were talking about the last couple of weeks how people, religion and everybody else tries to, to, to get you with the one saved, always saved, right? And so, so, so then we're, gonna, we're more apt to sin because we figure we're in. We figure all we had to do is accept Jesus that one day and we end so we could do whatever we want. It don't take all that. But this says, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, not possess it. It says, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, that's homosexual, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So when you start to read through this list, if you're on this list, see, see, sometimes you may may be doing something on this list and you go, see, uh, uh, Christians hate, hate that I'm a fornicator. It didn't say Christians hate that you're a fornicator. It was letting you know that if you do that, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. You may not want to. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the rules don't have to change because you decide, like, if I decide to drink and go crazy or hang out, why does the rules have to change? I'm choosing what is fulfilling me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was talking to my nephew, and I was like, I said, nephew, I decided that 
I notice family, and I'm saying family, if you're watching, y'all don't like, y'all don't ask me permission to do what y'all do. Nobody. If you want to smoke, drink, hang out, party, whatever you're doing, fornicate, whatever you're doing, you don't ask me permission. And you don't have to. So why should I? When I come around you, you're the same way you want to be all the time. But you, you're not going, hey, 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 my bad, my bad. Some of y'all cursing and stuff, y'all might go, my bad, right? For the most part, you're going to do what you want to do. So I decided when I come around, I'm going to be me, the Christian. No, no, I'm not against you. I'm for God. That's all. Whatever you for, you're for. Whatever I'm for, I'm for. If you want to get what I'm for, I'll give it to you. Because I'm sure if I want to get what you're for, you'll give it to me. Freely here, have a drink. Sometimes you're offering it. So just like you're offering sometimes, hey, you want to drink, you want to smoke, you want to hang out, I'm offering, you want some scripture, you want Jesus, you want some worship. But, but why, when you offer yours, I don't go, man, see, you're trying to force this on me. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody want all that. I'm not doing all that. But why are you doing all that when I'm offering what I'm offering? You can only give what you have. I can only give what I have. What the problem is? Do you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't see what the issue is. Right? And, and, and I'm not saying that to put nobody down. I'm saying, listen, first of all, Bible-wise, I don't hate nobody. I love everybody. That's why I'm giving you the truth. Because I love you. I love you more than I care about you liking me. Do you love me more than you care about me liking you? Right? Because you would give the person the truth in love, right? Does that make sense? Right? Some people say, yeah, uh, that's why I tell you I ain't doing that. But <laughs> I get it. <It's laughs> All right. All right, so, so this is the thing. We like, to we like to be overprotective over certain sins. But based on this list, we might want to make sure we're getting in. You know, if we look at the list, we want to say, notice what I said, make sure you're getting in. I didn't say make sure if you're loved or not, because you're going to be loved whether you're getting in or not. Whatever you're doing right now, and around here, don't lie, whatever you've done, whether you smoke, drink, whatever you're doing, whatever you, you're having sex with, with, well, never mind, I was going to say something extreme. You're loved from that place. But you're just not left there. I'm not going to show up if you're in a prison and just to show you I'm there for you, I'm going to show, I'm going to be nice to you, I'm going to talk to you. I'm not, hey, 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 I ain't going to judge you. I'm just going to be there, and then I'm going to walk away. But the whole time, I got the keys for you to get out of my pocket. And then you're going to say, man, Keith was there for me, man. Keith, Keith, I'm Keith, nobody else came to visit me locked up, but Keith came. He bought me some money for my books. You know what I'm saying? He got me some Jolly Ranchers and some Swedish fish. Keith, man. He's going to be back next week, too. The whole time I'm making you feel comfortable in prison, I got keys. You don't want the keys? You see the difference? Well, we're living this life, this religious life, where we're trying to soothe everything everybody's doing under the guise of, hey, who am I to judge you, man? Otherwise interpreted, I don't want to tell you the truth because you're going to be mad at me. 
And I like me more than I like you. That was kind of sarcastic, so, I, so we could take that back. <laughs> now, it might be real, but I could have took all the little sarcasm part off. All right, what I'm saying is we, we're saying I'm not going to judge you because that's the, 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 uh, the popular thing. So, so people are actually dictating how you flow. That, that's almost like, uh, uh, remember back, back in the day, talk to the hand? So don't judge me is one of those. Like, don't judge me, but it's really like talk to the hand. What was talk to the hand? I'm not, listen, not only stop, I don't even want to hear what you got to say. Right? I heard somebody say, I don't know if it was Pastor Mel say, oh, it was Pastor Mel. She was teaching this morning. She was talking about a prayer, and she was believing to get pregnant, you know, after, you know, the history of, of her early pregnancy, right? And so she had got married and tried in vitro and stuff like that, and that didn't work either. And then so she gets married to me. She's like, now, you know, I got somebody I love. We can have a child. So she was present, but I didn't want to do in vitro. I was like, if God wants to have a child, he'll have a child. But there were certain situations. No, I skipped. That was another story. It was our son. My bad. She was talking about our son. So our son was tripping, so he had to leave the house. Right? So the first time he left the house, we were sitting in the kitchen. We were having a good conversation, I thought. But, you know, if you smoked out, you hear the conversation wrong. Right? So, so he kind of all of a sudden changed on me, just started tripping. And, and while he's talking, I didn't, he, he's a witness, he'll tell you the truth. I didn't, I didn't trip. I just kept looking at the door. And, and then I looked back at him. I said, Did you, you're free to leave. There's no do- locks on the door. But as long as you're here, this is what you have to do. But I kept looking at the door like, hold on, bro. Like, you, you're sitting there saying, like, I'm holding you captive. You're not held captive. You can always leave. So out of pride, he got up and left, got in the car that we gave him, which was, which was the car I got. I gave him the car. Got in the car. Was, it took him, like, hours to, to take all the clothes that we bought him. Like, when I was taking all the bags, I would have been like, hold on a second. I'm carrying out stuff that they gave me. Hold on a second. I got a good here. But no, he got in the car. He said for a while he was sleeping in the car. It was a little super real Jesse. His clothes probably covered more than the car. He probably was in the car like this. So my wife... Really, she was vexed because she don't want her baby out there, even though her baby made a choice to be out there. So she said she didn't even want to pray to God because she didn't want to hear what God had to say. So basically, it was like talk to the hand. I don't want to hear the truth because the truth may challenge me to leave something I'm comfortable with doing or somebody I'm comfortable with being with or something that I don't believe I can change. So talk to the hand. Because anything you say is going to be a responsibility on me. You understand what I'm saying? All right, so let's go to Matthew 25. I'm just, I'm just hey, I just be trying to give you angles to think about. You know, I, had, I, have a, I have somebody I'm close to. We was having a conversation and how they were battling through lust. And uh, they were battling through lust and, uh, I'll say this respectfully this way, kind of alternative lifestyle. So we just walked through it. We walk through how you walk into it and how you walk out of it. But guess what? What's not exposed can't be helped. But I didn't trip. I didn't go, what is wrong with you? Because, you know why I couldn't say that? Because I might not have, lust might not have took me down his road, but it took me down some roads that, honestly, my results were worse. 
Now, now he might deal with some of the stigma, but my results was like, man, talk about an idiot. Talk about a, a, a crazed man that God has purposed to do some wonderful things. That's what happens. Some, talk about the people I hurt. You understand what I'm saying? So, so how could I, if somebody's been pulled out of the presence of God, why would I, why would I start with, what the heck is wrong with you? No, I'm going to start with, hey, we got to get you up out of there. You know, because you in quicksand, and ain't nobody trying to get no negotiations. How'd you get in the quicksand? Why are you in the quicksand? Explain to me how you got in the quicksand. While I'm talking, they singing. No, 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 no. We're going to get you out of there. All right, so Matthew 25, right? We good? We rolling together today? Everybody here? Nobody dealing with any condemnation, right? Hopefully not. Conviction is good. to make you move, right? Yeah, if you're dealing with a little conviction, that's not a bad thing. All right, I said Matthew 25, right? Am I reading the wrong thing? I know the Amplify can't be that much different. Hold on, let me just make sure. The king shall send to So, I must be reading something. I'm going to read what I have, but it can't be Matthew 25 because I'm in Matthew 25. There is no Mark 25. All right, let me just read this, all right? It says, somebody's somebody going to find the scripture. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and splendor, and all the holy angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory. All nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them. Uh, the people want... Uh, I knew that. I was just saying if y'all knew. <laughs> I knew. I mean, I ain't know. I, I wrote the wrong scripture. It probably was supposed to be 31 to 34, but I messed up. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and splendor, I'm reading it amplified. It says, and all, all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of glory. All nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them, the people, one from another, as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. Right? That's Ezekiel 34. It says, and he will cause the sheep to stand on his right hand. Remember, drawing a line in the sand. Right? But the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, you favored of God, and appointed to eternal salvation. Inherit, receive your own, the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Now, now, now this says, when the Son of Man comes in glory. So, so when he comes in glory, he's going to separate people. So some people are going to be together, but some are going to be separated. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Y'all come over here. Right? Look, look, many are called, but few are chosen. We're all called to live this life to have eternal salvation, but everybody ain't going to be chosen. Now, now, the good thing is we're sitting here in the natural. We're not at that, that day when the Son of Man is here. So the good thing is we always can make, we got choice to change, all right? So you only have to feel bad. Like, you ever see, like, uh, people, they hear 
that, a statement like that, and they go, oh, so, so, so God ain't going to let us all in? What kind of thinking is that? You ain't going to choose everybody for the team? No. I don't need to. The people that want to be on the team are going to make the adjustments to make the team. Right? So why would I have to? It's not on me. You chose not to be on the team. I told you what it took to be on the team. I broke it down in clarity. You, you said it, that wasn't necessary. Not because, maybe, maybe, maybe you just really didn't read. So you, you didn't want to be on the team. Okay. Galatians 3. Let's go to Galatians 3. Because we just, I, I, the message is, is, uh, is important for what God's going to do in this upcoming year. Um, because, you know, there's a, there's a period of grace, but, but you don't live by grace. You live by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. You don't live by grace. Great. You know, grace is for I'm trying to live by faith, and I slip from time to time. Grace covers that, keeps the momentum going. But to live by grace, I'm using it for what I don't need it for. So now when I need it, I use all the grace up. That's what happened with the virgins and the lamb. You use your stuff up for nothing. Now when, it's, when, it, when you need it, you ain't got it. We wasting grace on what? A lie? You can just not lie. You ain't going to get a spanking. Hey, hey, this is, this is how I change in college. Why am I lying? Nobody's going to give me a spanking anyway. You ain't got to lie no more. I don't care what it is. You can just tell the truth. Guess what? What's going to happen? I'm not talking about the kids. Kids, y'all lie, y'all going to get a spanking. Y'all still at the spanking level. <laughs> I'm talking about the adults here. Yeah, Ari, you at the spanking level. You lie, you get pain. <laughs> All right, so what? <laughs> I forgot the kids was in. I didn't see the kids was in here. I was making sure. They'd be like, well, Pastor Keeps said, <laughs> ain't nothing going to happen to me. What's this belt for? All right. All right, Galatians 3. Galatians 3, verse 10. Because right, I like to confirm things with the word. We learn that through what? Uh, interpreting the scriptures, right? Yeah, how does it line up with the entire Bible? All right, so Galatians 3.10, it says, For as many as are of the works of the law and under the curse, it says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth, not in the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Interesting. Cursed is everyone that continueth not in the thing. So it didn't say that just do not. It says that don't continue in not doing the things that the book tells them not to do. Right? It says those people are cursed. Didn't it say that? So did God curse them? No, you curse yourself by your choice. Right? If you run the light and you have an accident, did the red light cause you to crash? Oh, okay, some people just looking. I don't know. Is that a trick question? Oh, it wasn't a red light. It was, it was a person that put their foot on the pedal. Right? It's so Exodus 32, uh, 33. I'm just give you that. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Let's think about this for a second. Man, God, you're going to just blot people out the book? No, they're going to block themselves out the book. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I've said before you, life and death, blessings and cursing. Choose life. I even gave you a hint of what to choose. He says, so, so that person that, that's sinning against me, I'm going to blot out of the book. Oh, you can't blot somebody out of the book that's not in the book. You can't blot somebody out of the book if they're not already in the book. So now, now think about it. Once saved, always saved. So I get saved, I get in the book. But according to this, you could be blotted out the book by sinning against God. Right? This is not to put nobody down. This is, hey, hey, they lying to you. That's what this message is. Like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 no, no, they ain't telling you the truth. They setting you up. Look, Revelations 3. That's all it is. Like, you could take it, you research the Scriptures, search the Scriptures to see if it's so, and decide for yourself, is what I'm hearing uh, saying I should change some things? And if it's saying I should change some things, do I want to? And, 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 and when you say I don't want to, you're, what you're saying is, hey, I don't want to, and I'm willing to take a risk whether this stuff is true or not, which is... Everybody has that choice. You can't, you can't be mad. Like, I have people I, I care about, and they've made that choice. I'm not mad at them. And I, I, I pick and choose time to try to share with them and talk to them. But I'm not mad at them. They're making their own choice. Right? But when, if, they, if they act like, oh, I can't believe I'm going through this. Well, I don't understand. You just made the choice. Because I'm making choices that's going to fulfill me. I'll be happy. I don't have no weight. If you make a choice that you're not fulfilled and happy and you got weight, you can change the choice. You're not stuck. No one, none of us are stuck. No respect of age, no respect of situation. There is, there is nothing, there's no pit we dug ourselves into God can't get us out. There's not one. There's not, no hurt, heartache, or pain that God can't deliver us from. Right? We just got to give them an opportunity at least. Right? So Galatians 5, Galatians, Revelations 3 uh, five and six. Verses five and six. It says, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I look, look, and I will not blot out his name. I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Then it says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to the churches. All right. It's almost saying hearken, hearken. You know, hearken is listen with the intent to obey, right? So this is saying that, hey, if you overcome, not you fall into, it says you, you're going to be blessed. It's just talking about white raiment. It says, it says, but if you don't, it says your name will be blotted out. Like Jesus is going through the road and blotting out names that are in. They're already in the book. So it's not, like, listen, man, I'm, I'm not even, I don't, I don't even know all the messages on one save, always save. I just know the statement. But it just doesn't line up. Because if you're in the book and you could be blotted out, how'd you get in the book? You accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. So if you could be blotted out, once you're in, you, you, know, you see how, why are we talking about this? Because if you think that, you could just acknowledge God. Give God a couple of shout-outs. Uh, mention God one, on, on one song 
on the rest of the songs talking about um, bodily features because kids in here, right? But you got one song where you say God. We don't know what God you're talking about. It could be a sun God, right? You know, it could be all types of, uh, it could be some of them, uh, Astrath, which is Jezebel's God. It could be any God. But so as long as you say God, and then you, you, the Bible says blessing and cursing shouldn't come out the same mouth. But if you're cussing a storm because you're going to act, I mean, I love God. In no other place in our life can we get away with that. Your kids can't tell you love you, they love you and you never see them. They never think about you. And you'd be like, my boy love me. Don't think about me. Don't do nothing for me. But they, we don't go for that. I love my wife. But I don't spend no time with her. I don't think about her. Like, everything, she, if she opened her mouth, is an interruption. And I'm never home. I never come to the house. So since I have the mic, Pastor Mel said, we wouldn't be married. Right? Because, oh, no, no, hold on, hold on babe. Wait, wait, before you kick me out. Uh, the whole time, I'm saying how much I love you. So I ain't got to come home as long as I tell you I love you. Oh, 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 how about this one? You know I love you. Remember that line? I love you. Uh, me too. Oh, that's an indication that things have changed in a relationship if nobody told you. The me too is an indication. Especially if it's a, a, the, the, fella, the fellas is, 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 is in the other room and you like, hey, I love you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Can't say it in front of somebody. You might want to leave that situation because the other person already left. But anyway, let's go back to what we're talking about. You just can't say that because we do that with God. We don't go for that. We're human. But with God, we go, I love God. Listen, listen. Now, somebody telling you what God says, and your response is, what you trying to say, I don't love the Lord? I ain't said nothing. I just told you what God said. I can't determine what your relationship is. I don't hang with you. I'm telling you what God says. I used to do a Bible study, and some of the players would walk out, what you trying to say, I don't love God because I ain't come to Bible study. I never even said all that. I just asked you to come. Yes or no? What, why, did it, why did it turn into attack on me? Like, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, listen, I, we have Bible study, 7 o'clock. You can come or you cannot come. But if you're going that far, God talking to you about something. If you're going that far right now in your mind and in your spirit, God talking, something, something going on. Because I ain't even go that deep. I just, I'm just telling you what thus saith the Lord, right? Right? People, verse 21. It says, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. This is in red letters, by the way. I, I was at Revelation 3, verse 21. I said verse 21, right? We ain't leave. We didn't leave. Drop y'all rocks. Y'all don't normally get me, but this time is y'all fault. All right, just this time, most time is mine. All right, it says, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am sit, set down with my father in his throne. He's saying, only people sitting with me are the people that's overcometh. I'm not hanging, 
I, I, okay, he didn't say this. I'm saying this. This was definitely me, okay? Jesus didn't say these exact words. He said, I'm not sitting with losers. <laughs> I'm sitting with winners. <laughs> I said that. Jesus didn't say those words. I said, but he said overcometh. If you don't want to overcome, what? You lost, right? I'm just saying. Just give you an angle to look at. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look at this. It seems like accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that gets your name written. Guess what? But it looks like living an overcoming life, not cowardly, keeps you written. So with, with religion and what different cultures mess us up in, they just tell us to, to just get saved. Just, just accept Jesus in that moment. Now, now, first of all, some people are saying they're confessing with their mouth, but they don't believe in their heart, so they're not really saved. Because it's got to be both. So can't nobody, like I can't overwhelm y'all today to have you come to the altar. Because if, if you do, you may go through the confession but I just, oh, I just hit you with, with manipulation, right? Suggestibility, I suggested Jesus. I, I pumped everybody up to, to, to come up to the altar to talk about Jesus, right? Contagion, got you to go with the flow. Then I just took over, I submerged you behind, like before you knew it. Well, you ain't saying. You're manipulated at that point. You're enticed. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to believe in your heart. All right, but let's just say you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, okay? Just for the record. You written. Your name is written. You're right. My, my, hey, is your name in the book or you could, you talking about how your name used to be in the book? Man, I, I was in the book too, man, Joe. Yeah, back in, uh, 82, back in 82, my name was written in the book. And no one's telling you about the overcoming life. To keep your name written. Remember, continue in my word indeed, in what you're doing. Those are my disciples, right? Right? Continue in my word, right? And you'll know you'll be intimate in the, with the truth. And now you're going to be free. Right? You, the participation creates the revelation, Right? Through the vehicle of inspiration, which creates illumination, it's real to you. But you got to participate. Now, I got trained, trained. Uh, uh, we was out there, uh, I was out there with Jazz uh, showing her how to shoot. And so, I, I was telling her stuff all day. Jazz, do this. Hand on top of the ball. Uh, dribble. Uh, one, two, one, two. So, I tell her one, two, she was doing two, two. <laughs> right? All right, no problem. Because I'm a patient teacher. I was like, okay, let's try this. All right, so I kept giving her customized things for her, for her to get it. But the principle was still the same. How to dribble was still the same. Then we was working on a shot, because Jazz, shoots, she could shoot with one hand, right? So I was trying to get her to shoot with both hands. As soon as I said left hand, oh! I said, hold on, hold on now. I said, this thing is you ain't been using it. I said, so you just come out here and try to use your left hand. Your left hand sitting there like, are we serious right now? You ain't used me in two years. Now, I get to help out every once in a while to hold stuff, but what are we doing? So, so, but before it was over, 
she was, so I, so I came up with customized, I never did this drill with nobody else because she has a temp, she's tempted to use one hand all the time. So the drill was, that's why I need my, this right here, because now I got the mic, I gotta figure out how to do it. But so, so, so she took one dribble, hold it with her hand, and then take the shot. So the whole time, if anybody, the people across the street probably heard me, was echoing, I kept saying one, two, three, one, two, three. See, what I'm trying to get in her head is when she's playing in the game, one, two, three, one, two, three. This is gonna be in her head. So, 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 uh, Nazi, you remember these drills, you know, dribble with the outside hand, shoot with the inside hand, right? We used to go through that, right? All right, but, but with her, since she was used to using one hand, it was kind of hard to coordinate to dribble with the outside hand, then she tried to take it to this hand, she got this little double pump she do and do with one. So, so I said, no, 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 you want to hold it with two and release it later. So, so that's why we came up with the one, two, three. Man, she just started knocking down shots. Got on the left side. All I had was one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. She started knocking down shots. We did all that little stuff, then she started shooting, knocking down shots. She started to believe because she participated. With her participation created revelation. Which, through the vehicle of inspiration, now she's illuminated. It's something she knows she can do. Just looking at the word, that ain't going to do nothing. I heard about it from somebody one day. They said, that ain't going to do nothing. I just decided to start reading a U verse every day. No, 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 I got to do something. I got to act on it. I got to participate, right? So it could become real. You understand what I'm saying? So, I come to Jesus and I accept him as my Lord and Savior, right? But now I continue in the word, the life. See, I signed on to a life, Trina. I signed, see, I was in the, in the world life. I signed on, Steph, to the kingdom life. So as soon as I sign on, now, just like it's your job, there's orientation. Hey, you about to be a doctor. You just showing up. You know, it's like, look, you show up, and you're like, hey, just go in there and do that surgery tomorrow. I just got here. And then, then, okay, so you just got here. You go through class. You got to pass the class. That's it. No, you got residency. You got that. You participate. You actually, you participate now at a hospital. Why? Because when she gets to the level that she has to get, she can't, like, am I supposed to do this or that? Do I cut here or do I cut there? Yeah. Cut's a cut. <laughs> That's why people dead now. Because this person skipped class. They didn't participate. They didn't show up. They had clout, so they skipped through their residency. So now when it's time to perform a surgery, they, they, they got their salt and their sweat dropping in that person's womb because they nervous. Right? And then, then they're going, I don't know. I think it was the artery. I think it was the vein. They all look the same to me. Slit. And then they go, hey, uh, they didn't make it. No, you killed them. You still think I'm talking about surgery? This is how our life is. Everybody you talk to, you're performing surgery. You're either going to cut out the craziness in their life, 
right? Or you're going to cut them where they're going to be bleeding out and die. Based on what you're, see, you're just saying stuff. You don't know if it's the truth. You guessing. But you got a knife in your hand. Every, isn't the mouth a sword? You got a knife. And you just, <laughs> no, nah, you don't need to do that. We just did it. No, nah, no, nah, God didn't say that. It's, this is cool. This is okay. Then, then four years later, you get the revelation. I don't know what I was thinking about. And you, you come up, give your testimony, but you got all them people that was following you. And some of them never made it. They ended up getting into disease that killed them. They ended up drinking and running into a tree and they're paralyzed from the waist down. But you, they listening to Keith Bradley's philosophy on drinking. That's actually a true story. People listen to my philosophy on drinking. I don't even drink. Nothing. People listen to my philosophy on drugs. Some of those people took it further than I ever would have took it. To a point where they, gotta, they, gotta, they had to go get shots and stuff like that because they got hooked on something way beyond what I was even thinking about. When I, one person I was taking somewhere and they said, man, I have to be honest with you, I got hooked on, well, you probably won't mind me saying it. They don't even know I'm talking about you. But uh, they got hooked on heroin. So they had to go get shots and stuff. And I was like, for real? But then I thought back to me introducing folk to certain drugs. With, with my, with my, with my, I, had a, I had a great line for everything I was doing. A great dumb line. Now I don't even do it. Who are you leaving in the wake? Just because you're trying to comfort your compromise, not knowing that God gave you a gift to influence people so you're comforting your compromise, but they're listening to, to you as if it's the gospel. Ooh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so, so, so this thing, we, 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 we go through this thing on, uh, on uh, the law and grace, because religion, right? Religion is, you know, we're under grace now. We're not, we're, we're not under the Old Testament. Now, we ain't studying out what that means. We just go, we're not, so, so that means I don't have to do nothing they told me in the Old Testament. Then why did Jesus come to say I can't fulfill the law? Help me out. We're talking about you, he came to fulfill the law, but also he came to make sure we don't have to pay for our atonement. You don't have to, Jesus paid the price for your atonement. Right? You got to live your lifestyle though. He didn't give you a break on that. See, so atonement by faith gets you in. That's how you attain righteousness, right? The life you live keeps you in. See, we're, we're, we're divorcing ourselves from the life we live because we figure I'm in. I do whatever I want to do. No, you can't. I just gave you chapter and verse. Oh, I'm sorry. You could do whatever you want to do as long as you're willing to deal with the consequences. See, old school was not atonement by faith. It was by works. Right? So remember, they had to bring all them lambs. So, so just our everyday lifestyle show we don't live like that. We don't have farms with, well, some of us have farms. But I'm saying, but we don't have it for, a, they built that stuff for, to have a bunch of sacrifices. Imagine, we had to need to be paid because, you know, it costs to have all these things. 
And if you was in sin, you better be rich. <laughs> you know, think about all the stuff you had to offer as a sacrifice. So you had to have like a, a lot of property. <laughs> you know, but imagine you broke and you have to give for your sins. All right, I only got one lamb left. <laughs> right? So we don't have to do all that, right? All right, so James 4, 4 says this. James chapter 4, please write the scripture down because uh, I want you to study it for yourself. It says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. That's the New Testament. See, now, okay, our mind is going to say, what you trying to say? You know, that's my cousin. All right, this, you have to realize, bring your, you, you have every opportunity to bring people into God. But you can't roll with everybody. All right, you both grow up in high school together. We, we family. We're we going to be together forever. They get a scholarship, you don't. You ain't going to school? I'm sorry, they get a scholarship, you don't. Do you think they're going to school or not? They're going to take their scholarship. But we family. We boys. I'm going to school. <laughs> right? People don't make the same choices, so they're not going to get the same benefit, but they also don't get the same consequences. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so again, when Jesus said, I'm coming to divide, everybody's had a choice. Just because people are family don't mean people are going to make the steps towards righteousness. But we tell ourselves because they're blood, you know, we can ignore ministering salvation to them. We can, we can ignore that they're not living a lifestyle that's going to keep their name written. You don't have to put them down. You don't have to destroy. You, going to, you ain't got to go through it. I was like, right, do you see, you understand what the Scripture says? It could cost you living this life, and I love you. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want nothing to happen to you. I don't want nothing to happen to none of my family. But, but I can't force them to live a life where nothing can happen. You understand? Every, so I got two cousins here. I got two cousins and, a, and the cousin's daughter. I'd be calling her niece, probably more of a cousin, but niece. I got my nephew, right? I don't be chasing my nephew down. Hey, hey. How many scriptures you read today? Hey, you better be at this building every time the building is open. After, after all I've done for you. I'm not even, I, we was here for two years. I, I, didn't, I didn't hawk Karen down like, oh, really? We doing that now? We ain't coming to church? <laughs> I ain't like you anyway. I ain't do that. Did, well, did I? No, I did call, though. Because I, you know, I know me calling is like, you know, oh, here he go. Mr. <laughs> Holy calling again, you know. You know, <laughs> here he go. Right, same thing, Sabrina. I, I, I knew she was here. I was like, I, listen, I wanted them both in church at the church. Like I was excited, but I didn't go. So, what you doing this weekend? Oh, really? You need to get yourself together. We family. You family supposed to go to church together. I ain't. Come on. But I pray and intercede, and every opportunity I can offer, I will. I do that now for y'all watching now that we've had these conversations. I know what you're doing. I know how much you drink. I know how much you smoke. I know how you're living. I'm just going to love you from where you are. 
but it's going to be the truth. All right, so 1 John 5, 1 John 1, 1 John 1, all right? Because Valida uh, says something about uh, going out. She ain't know who I was talking about this either. Going out and really bringing people in that look like you. Well, the people that look like you are around you all the time. Just share with them what you share. You know, I was talking to a father and a son at the gym. I'm at the gym. I just had a conversation with them. Invite them to church. They may come, they may not. I'm not going to be mad next time I see him. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Didn't I invite you to church? Where you been? There's one guy I ministered to. He was going through things. He's been through AA. Um, he, he was supposed to be, uh, he, he could have been a professional baseball player, but he's so tall. I met him because I thought he was a basketball player. And he's strong. He looked like he'd be a tight end. So I said, I said, man, you a tight end? He said, no, no, I'm supposed to be in a, in a, in a what is it, what's it called? MLB. I talked to him, invited him to church, shared some things with him, right? When I saw him next time, man, didn't I invite you to church? Which, which, your car broke? You overslept? No, I just keep talking to him from where he's at. But I guarantee you he's going to be here, and I'm going to tell you when he, when he shows up. I talked to a friend last night, just this afternoon he came in town, and we were talking, and so we were talking. I went to see, they was watching football, I went to see him. I knew he had a drink. You probably gonna watch this. Well, we talked about it. He said, he said, Keith, you're gonna have to pray for me for this vice. It's the only vice I got, you know. Gotta pray for me this vice. You know, and I talked to him about coming to church. He said, I'm gonna come to church. And he says, but when I come, you gotta let everybody know I'm there. <laughs> yeah. It's like cool, no problems. Come on to the building. Yeah. But most people don't want people to know they're there. But but you know what I'm saying? That's all we gotta do. It's not just engage people. We were talking about that the other week and just talk to people. That's all. Right? Keep talking to them. Right? Because they're gonna keep talking to you about what they don't. All right, so first John first John one, right? First John one and it's five through seven. It says, this then is, is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You got to be in the light to get cleansed. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like so we, we, we keep saying, how are you going to determine if I'm with God? What people don't realize is, I'm determining it by if you're walking in the light or darkness. Your fruit is revealing you. So when you say, how you know how I live? Because since you're maybe not of clarity, you don't realize it's easy to see. But I'm not saying how you live to put you down. I'm saying how you live to bring you up. That's it. I'm not trying to put nobody down. The Bible says, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. It didn't say everybody. Matthew 10, 22. You'll say it for yourself so the pastor's not just saying stuff. He that endures shall be saved. Now, this is what's going on, and we used the scripture before. Ecclesiastes 8. I wonder what they're talking about that's different from the sermon. Hey, you guys want the mic back there? Oh, okay, I was just wondering, like, I got to find out later on what they were talking about, <laughs> you know. All right, so Ecclesiastes 8, 
verse 11. It says, the sentence against an evil work, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, men find it in their heart to do evil. See, so people do, do something that they may hear is not God. Somebody says, hey, that's probably not cool. God, God doesn't like that. They go, ain't nothing happened to me yet. If God didn't like it, how come nothing happened to me? Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, giving a person an opportunity to repent. God loves us. Even when Moses, and the, when, when they came against Moses, it wasn't like, burn him. He was like, ho, oh, oh. ho. Anybody that wants to be with, with, with God and me, come on this side. Everybody could have came on that side. The ground wouldn't open up. All they had to do, my bad, man. <laughs> we was just tripping, man. We just, you know, we got a little antsy. My bad, Moses. No, no, no. Stayed in pride and ended up, you know, it turned out that they died, right? All right, so I just want to read these because I don't know if after this anniversary we're going to talk about this. So I wanted to give you these scriptures because I think this is important. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go fast here, okay, because I, I want to end this. And I don't think we're going to talk about this topic coming out of the anniversary. At least I don't think. So Hebrews 2, all right? Remember, we're going to go fast. We're going to be in Hebrews for the most part. We're going to be in Hebrews 2 and Hebrews 10. Hebrews 2, verse 1. It says, uh, Therefore we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. So that means the things that we hear could slip, right? It says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received the just recompense of reward. It says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to by us, confirmed unto us by them that heard it. So what it's saying is back then, because there wasn't, or, you know, people weren't ordained, there wasn't uh, kings at, at, at one time. So, so God had to use the angels to communicate a lot, right? A lot of, you know, you had... Gabriel and his boys had to send a lot of messages. What it's saying is when people did not follow what, what was being communicated through the delegated authority of angels, there was a reward. How much more now? Like we're born again into the kingdom. We, we inherit it. It's like we can't let these things slip. So you can let some things slip, right? Verse 4, it says... Uh, it says, being made so much better than angels, we're made, the scripture says, we're made so much better than them, as he has inherited, as he has by inheritance obtained a, a more excellent name than they. For, because what it's saying is, we, things were communicated by angels, but Christ was sent, not only to show, to, to, to tell us what to do, but to show us how to do it, right? Right, it says, so being made much uh, I, I said it wrong. I said we was made so much better. Uh, Christ was made. Being made so much better than the angels as he has inherited it, it, as he has by inheritance, sorry, obtained a more excellent name than they, for unto which the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. So what it's basically saying is, 
The angels communicated something. If you didn't do what the angels said from God, you could die. It says, Christ came himself to tell us what to do. This word is the written Christ. It says, how much more punishment you think it's going to be if we don't do what Christ tells us to do? Right? Let's, let's go over here to chapter 10, and we're going to end in chapter 10. But chapter 10 is very important um, because people have cheated us from this information. Now, now we don't want to be like people who's barely escaped the fire. First, First Corinthians 3.15, it says, you can end up being somebody that barely escaped the fire. You know, if you barely escape, you might not escape. <laughs> you know, I want to know I'm escaping the fire. I don't want to take a chance, right? So Hebrews 10, verse 24. Hebrews 10, verse 24. It says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So we're going to consider each other to challenge each other to operate in love and in good works. So we're doing bad works. We're going to what? Hey, 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 you might consider this or consider that, right? Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more. So we're going to, we're going to be in fellowship too. Verse 26, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Look, look, if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. But a certain fearful looking for, uh, looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour, devour the adversaries, right? It says, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy, under two or three witnesses, of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. So he's saying, people that didn't do Moses, because we, I'm not, I'm, not under, I'm not under the law, I'm under grace. So the people that were under the law were under Moses. And they didn't do the law, right? Look at what happened to them. It's saying, Christ, we're under Christ. That grace that we're under is Christ. How much more punishment Christ himself is trying to tell you how to get into the presence of God. Everything that's being talked to is how to stay in the presence, live in the presence, and spend eternity in the presence. So how much more sore punishment is what the Scripture is saying? Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, because if you're deliberately despising what God says, look at what happens. So, so that's why it's not, I just come to the altar and I'm good. That's why we got to draw a line in the sand. We can't be doing things outside of the presence of God. It could cost us. And, and, and it hasn't cost us as much yet because the sin against the evil work is not executed speedily. But that doesn't give you permission to stay in it. That's giving you an opportunity to get out before you deal with the wrath of it. So once again, this message is not, hey, what's wrong with you? This message is like, hey, hey, no, they're telling you wrong. It's more of a wake-up call than a put-down. Because not one time 
did this vessel communicate you, you, you don't have choice? Because you have choice. But I, I have a family member that said, I just give my kids choices. My thought was, yeah, could you give them all the information so they can make quality choices? Just allowing somebody choice without all the information, it's not fair. They're undeveloped. There's things they don't know. And some people are very developed intellectually, but very uh, immature babies spiritually. And so they're making decisions out of ignorance, right? Some of it out of negligence, right? And some of it out of flat-out rebellion. Because think about kids rebel, right? You don't have to teach them that. You have to teach obedience. We don't have to teach rebellion. But if they knew the consequence, you think they'd be doing that? No. So you're giving them the consequence. And then you have what? What's the, you talk to your granddaughter. You say, okay, if you do this, this will happen. If she does it, you go, that's what I was trying to tell you. Right? But you're not telling her for you. You're telling her for her. That's, that's what God is doing. I'm just the vessel. He's telling this for us. Because he's like, man, what, what are we doing? I have so much for y'all. You're thirsting for stuff that only temporarily satisfies you. I got fulfillment for you. Like, that's not a fair exchange. Well, how do I know? If you temporarily satisfied, and on the behind the satisfaction is depression, hiding. Like, if you find yourself not capable of, 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 of expressing yourself, like, you, you, you're limited in your audience. I used to run from people, especially family. Like, oh, I'm not going around them, man. Like, first of all, I want to hear what they got to say. But even if they say something, I have another angle, I don't have the heart to tell them. Without getting upset or, or without getting drunk, you know, and then tell them, you know what I'm saying, then it don't always come out the same, you know. Liquid courage, don't, don't filter what you say. Right? And it's not genuine courage. It's not coming from the heart. It's coming from the alcohol. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, liquid courage? <laughs> I'll just make sure I have to go down no roads. <laughs> right? So, so, so we're offering this as a consideration to take some steps towards God to get closer to fulfillment and not allow yourself to get snatched away into damnation. Not because you want to be damned, because you're being tricked. Not because I want you to be damned, I want you to be aware. Now you go make your choice. And guess what? We're still going to love you from wherever you're at. I don't have to like what you're doing, because half of the stuff I do you don't like. I hope you still love me, right? Ain't nobody trying to do that. You read too much. Too much Bible. Everything is the scripture. You take life so serious, Pastor. Have some fun. Loosen up, buddy. Right? But hopefully you still love me, so I don't have to like what you do. First of all, I don't like a lot of things that are not in line with God. I don't like it. But that, that ain't got nothing to do with me loving you. I'm going to love you regardless. I've already proven that. She's already proven that. Because I know what you're doing. You want me to tell you? Want me to prove it? She shook her head. She was like, prove it. 
Then she's going to say, the pastor blasted me out in front of everybody. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Just draw, hey, challenge yourself. Take a step to draw a line of sand. Like, oh, so the, the, the graphic has a sand and the person draw a line. How about just start it? You know what I'm saying? Like, you might not complete the full line, but, if, but how about I'm not going to cross on, on this left side yet. And then I'm going to try to draw it completely across. But let's, let's start to draw a line, okay? And then let God take, take it from there. Is that cool? Is that too much to ask?